Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for being here on this, my ninth anniversary with my partner. There I said it. I'm I'm kicking things off right. You want to be baby? It's my anniversary. My partner slept on the couch last night because he's still having night sweats from his medication from getting home from the hospital, so it's not the uh, romantic anniversary I'd hoped for, yet here we are, ladies and gentlemen. I wish you would have come in with, Justin, take note, it's our anniversary. Who is that? The oldest song ever. Uh, there's like one anniversary song in the yeah, world. I was that. trying to think, mm-hmm. and I couldn't come up with it. Yeah, I love that song. Well, happy anniversary, honey. Well, Listen. We'll find some anniversary songs for you for the top. Also, the, the three-year anniversary of my book, Flipping the Script, coming out as well. So cute. Big day. We love to see it, Laura, don't we? Yeah. <gasps> what was that? Today's the three-year anniversary that I moved into my apartment and moved to LA with Lisa. Is it? Yes. Yeah. What is today? Today's a good day. It's a special day. Actually, I think my anniversary is really probably yesterday, but years ago we decided to make it the 15th because my parents was yesterday. Yes. So yeah, that was everybody. That was that. I think everybody's anniversary is literally like, what's the, the like kind the closest, of time we yeah, met? Yeah. And then you okay. usually go back to like a Friday or a Saturday. You're like, our first date was probably on the weekend. So yeah, let's so just go with one of those dates. Give that date. Yeah. And then the 15th sounded cool to me. Yeah. Great. So I went with it. I hear that. So here we are. Amen. Also, something else to celebrate today. We still have a governor hey! who's not a maniac. Who's not Elda. Gavin Newsom. Gavinor Newsom, as we like to call him. Someday, perhaps, President Newsom. Who Maybe. knows? We're talking to uh, Ryan Basham and Red, White, and Q a little bit later on in the show. It wasn't even close. No, it wasn't. He won in a landslide. I know. Well, Samuel Garrett was terrifying yesterday. He's Why? like, it's going to be close. Listen, I know. I think, I think what Democrats are going through is residual effect of the 2016 election. Ever since Hillary Clinton won by 3 million votes and still lost, we're like, we have to win by a landslide or we're all doomed. Right. Which is how Joe Biden won by 7 or 8 million votes, which is a good tactic. It's just not good for my nerves. Right. Because I'm constantly on the edge of my seat as a Democrat and losing my mind. Same. But. Same. Nothing to get uh, too stressed about just yet. Gavin Newsom, still our governor. Amen. It was a huge, huge win for democracy last night. Yeah. In our great state of California. So, we have a good day. Yeah, we have a great day. Good, good day. You've got a huge show coming up tomorrow. I'm so excited. I know we had Brian Justin Crum join us um, yesterday to talk about the show. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I'm the queen of not ever asking enough questions. I'm like, sure, I'll do it. Sure, okay. Whatever. What did you get yourself into? So I have to sing a full song in French, mm. and I can't make it up French. It's like real French. Got it. So yesterday I was in rehearsals at a vocal lesson. I will say I did not do as bad as I thought, but my vocal coach was like, Queen, you'll go home and practice all night. 
And I was like, thank you so much. I'll come practice all night. I did. And I practiced all night. But it's at the Globe Theater. I forgot how big the Globe Theater is. It's like a real big guy stage. Is it where Shakespeare used to perform? Exactly. At the Globe, right. at the Globe well, over in wherever that was. Wait, is that London? real? Yeah, in the oh, London. Oh, in London, yeah. In the London, I well, said. In the London. It's going to be incredible. I saw some of the performances between Katya. There's going to be a, a reveal of a new house. And I thought of you when I was watching this rehearsal because I was like, being gay is the ultimate. So like, fun. I would hate not being an ally or being a part of the community. Why do you think straight people hate us so much? I know. They're jealous. Because we're, I the, the reveal of the new house, uh-uh. uh, they're voguing down the, they're voguing boots. Deshaun Wesley is, is is debuting this house. He's the host of, of Legendary on I HBO met, Max. I'm obsessed with him. So I met him yesterday while we were doing <sighs> the lighting. Is his skin perfect in person Gorgeous. too? Gorgeous. Uh. He's beautiful. It's going to be such a great show and everyone's so talented and it's such... It feels so good to be back on stage. So, really, the show's called Reverie. Get tickets now. I'll say that's the difference in the gay community from my experience with straight people. When you're around a bunch of talented gay people, you're like, yes, yes, yes. You're supporting each other. Oh. Straight people are constantly in competition. Yeah, no, no, no. So they see us as competition, too. Totally, Mm -hmm. totally. But it's so warm and welcoming. And it is so funny. I started the first couple notes in French, and the house went, Yes, French, and I was like, okay, I live for you. Also, I would like to just quickly say that your episode of uh, "Confess Your Mess," the yeah. iconic podcast, yeah, the video version is up on YouTube now. Amen. So we're going to also put that on our Instagram, so you can go check that out as well. Love it. We're all over the place this week. But right now, it is time for news on the beat. Michaela, what's going on? All right, well, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene said that fighting for transgender equality is exactly the same as what the Taliban is doing in Afghanistan, linking an article about trans athlete Alon McLaughlin winning her first professional MMA fight. Greene said that Democrats proved that they don't care about women. Cheering on a biological man while he beats a woman is not a sport. That's exactly what the Taliban does, she tweeted. Joe Biden abandoned <clears throat> Americans to the Taliban terrorists who beat women and treat them like dogs. And the Democrats want to give a guy in a dress the right to beat us in our own sports and invade our privacy in our bathrooms. Uh, she went on to drag Alana McLaughlin, who won her first professional fight against Celine Provost, leading to massive online harassment as people accuse McLaughlin of cheating because she is transgender. Uh, others like Green took the criticism further and accused McLaughlin of violence against women, even though both McLaughlin and Provost are women who voluntarily entered an MMA fight, knowing that it would be a fight. Woo, Marjorie. Okay, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 102 in Vegas, 106 in Palm Springs, 82 in Houston, 63 in San Francisco, 79 in Atlanta, 73 in Chicago, 106 in Cathedral City, and 108 in La Quinta. Now give us a minute. For all you complainers out there, what you're supposed to do when you don't like a thing is change it. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. Don't complain. Oh. That's some, that's some advice for me. I complain sometimes. That's some good advice. Yeah. Quit complaining, Wayne. All right, well, we have a great show for you, but coming up first, uh, gay sex parties are causing a commotion in one yes. community. And we'll discuss. I love this song. Good job, Justin. We could have gotten to the chorus, though. We literally could have just gotten right. There it is. Boom. This will be. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So close. Love it.
We probably do an abnormal number of stories about uh, the UK, about England in particular, because of our producer Justin's affinity with a country that's not even your homeland. It is your wife's... It's technically my wife's mother's. Your wife's mother. Got it. So he has a lot of good stories. So basically, David Beckham over here is our producer. Right? Guy's obsessed. Good diet. With soccer in England. Which is why we're heading to Norfolk right now. Norfolk? Norfolk? How do they... That's how they say it? Got it. Where regular sex parties have been taking place in a pub there for about three years. Oh. I love this headline, though. There are angry protests amongst villagers. Why do we always think of, like, Europe and the UK in particular as, like, just a bunch of villagers with pitchforks? Does anybody else think... Because protest, that word right there, and then also angry villagers... I think I think of Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Every single time we tell one of these stories. Yes. Oh, that's French. Oh, that is French. God, Lumiere. Duh, I should have known. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking well, French. Well, the events are run by a group called Norfolk Lab. They usually attract about 17 men. That's a very specific number. Yeah. And if you, weird. If you've ever been to one of these, you know you're that 17th man then. You know you're one of those 17 because it's the same 17. Um the venue has five playrooms as well as a mock dungeon where participants are provided with a safe and friendly environment to act out some of their kinks and their and their fantasies. I love that. I love it. My concern is this before we go into the villagers' concern. My concern is, is that there's 17 men, and this happens a couple times a month for three years. It's a lot of repeats. Lots and lots of repeats. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Unless you it's know like what? you, you, Bob and Joe are all into the same thing, so you just go to the same room every two weeks and yeah. just do you do what you do. Maybe you dress Listen, every other week. <laughs> I love this story. I will be honest with you. I had therapy yesterday, and we started diving into like intimacy issues and and just sex and like what is sex and you know being connected to your partner. It was a very raw, real conversation. And she said, you know, Michaela, a lot of people have unhealthy relationships with sex. We weren't taught what it is. We weren't taught what intimacy is. And I was thinking about it. I was talking with my partner, Lisa, and it's true. Like, you know, sex is a very primal thing and no one ever really talks about it. It's always like, ooh, ooh, that's weird. That's gross. That's bad. And so to have a place Mm. where you can go and explore fantasies and see it as a positive thing and see it as a place where you can get pleasure. I mean... And and I'm and I'm not even trying to be funny because for me personally, she she's asked me. She said, "What is sex to you?" And I was like, "Do you know that I, I actually don't know." Because you and I, I were raised, don't know. We were raised Catholic, and we were raised to be uh, ashamed of it. Yeah. In every in every form, not just gay sex, just sex in general. We're supposed to be ashamed of it. And pornography is like the worst thing in the entire world. D- yeah. Uh, you know, my mom would divorce my my stepdad probably if she found out he looked at porn. Yeah. And, unless they're keeping some kinky secrets from me, which I hope they are. Yeah. But, because you should have those in your life. But you don't even know. So many people go their whole lives. This man, eighty-two years old with dementia, attending well, the event. Uh, well, his partner has. Dementia. That's why he attends these events. An 82-year-old man, oh, his partner, has but, but, the dem- so, yeah. but he still has urges at 82 but years that's old, what I'm saying. and he and should you know, be able to go. We've been designed to think that these urges are gross or that we shouldn't have them. You know, my friend is a six-year-old, and he's starting to feel things, yeah. you know, and she, they're very sex positive in their home, and she's trying to normalize it, and even as much as she's normalizing it, 
she said private parts is an issue, like calling it private parts because it already puts shame yes. on not that he should be out or we should be out, but like we have to be more careful with how and what we call these things. And I think that these sex parties are very, really a great way to also get to know ourselves. Yes, and I, I, also, I love it. I also want to clarify something you just said because it's, you said it, but I think it's not how you meant to say it. We weren't designed to be a certain, we were designed to enjoy each you other. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. We were, we were taught des- as we were, a yeah, society. We were designed to enjoy each other's to enjoy, bodies. And we were but taught. we've been taught to, it's been demonized. Well, this group, apparently, there's a group over there that has now been protesting and taking photos of people's cars with their license plates on there and posting them on How social shaming. media. Pictures of these men walking in and out of here because now all of a sudden, out of after three years, they're uncomfortable with what's going on inside the building. Here's the realty, honey. They're, they're jealous. jealous. They're jealous. They always are. This Thursday on my on my podcast, Confess Your Mess, uh, we're actually talking queer sex with uh, Brandon Kyle Goodman. He does this thing called Messy Mondays on his Instagram. He's got a couple hundred, hundred thousand followers. He's incredible. He's on uh, he's on shows on Netflix and, and Hulu and Amazon. He's literally everywhere right now. And he, uh, it, he goes by he and they, non-binary queer icon in my calculation. And we have an entire 45-minute conversation on queer sex and the joys of it yeah. and the kinks of it and, and why we were all sort of raised afraid to talk about it and why we're doing it now. And let me yeah. tell you, we talk about some things in there that I've never talked about publicly before. My partner, who's the son of a pastor, has certainly never talked about. Well, you, you just don't talk about no. it. You don't talk about and it. And we're nervous our parents are going to listen, but like it is what it is. It is what it is. Your parents have sex. But also, there's a lot of benefits to sex. And I didn't know this either. You know, there's things called sex magic, sex manifesting. There's tantric sex. All things that I also did not, I wasn't aware of. So I'm not speaking from experience mm-hmm. or understanding. It's literally knowledge I was just given. <laughs> and I feel like I'd like to talk more about this, even just for my own personal growth, because I don't really know what sex is. So maybe this group over in the UK should stop taking photos of these men after they go in or out of the sex party. And maybe they should just join them. Yeah, just maybe join them. Or maybe have conversations with your partner and yourselves and figure out what sex means to you and why you don't have any. Get the stick out of your butt and, well... And put something else up there. Figure out the rest. Amen. Amen! Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the morning beat. Before we get to what's popping, I do want to give an update. Uh, an old friend of mine actually in, I believe, New York City still, uh, if he's there, Alan Rosenberg listens to our show every single morning. Uh, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the morning beat in the way that you do. It means the world to us, obviously. Um, and also shout out to our listeners in New York uh, listening on Alt 92.3 FM HD3. Uh, he gave us an update on the Rudy Giuliani story we just did. Uh, Rudy Giuliani randomly yelled Bernie, uh, referencing a buddy of his in that speech in the audience uh, on September 11th when he was drunk. Apparently, Bernie is Bernard Carrick, who is Giuliani's police commissioner when he was the mayor of New York. Okay. Listen to our listeners giving us more information Come that we just did road, not have. Baby. Thank you, Alan Rosenberg. I hope you have a fantastic Alan day. Alan Rosenberg, happy beginning of Yom Kippur. Amen. Okay. Well, um, amen. That's probably, is that the wrong response? Probably. You can is that say a very it. Christian okay. response? Shalom. Got it. Well, there it is. There it is. Uh, We also want to let you know that, you know, there's something really cool going on here at Channel Q. Talk has the power to save lives. So join us on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. for I'm Listening, a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in music and sports and insight from some of the most respected mental health professionals as we strive to destigmatize talking about mental health. We're going to hear personal stories from Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, Lizzo, Normani, Doja Cat, Shakira, and more. This year has been a rough year. It's okay to not be okay. So join us on Thursday, September 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening. Head over to uh, imlistening.org for more information. Uh, Michaela, what's popping? Okay, well, this is wild. Uh, Ariana Grande... Uh, was in some serious trouble uh, coming out of her Los Angeles home when a knife-wielding man was arrested outside of her Hollywood Hills home uh, just last week. He was demanding to see the singer. Aaron Brown, 23 years old, allegedly pulled out a knife when he was turned away by security outside Grande's house at about 2 a.m. It's unclear if Ariana was home at the time. Brown was hit with a felony brandishing charge. Uh, Grande was granted a temporary restraining order against the suspect, and a judge will determine at an upcoming hearing if the order will be extended, which I hope so. You know, it's so crazy to me. We've talked about this a lot. This has happened to Kendall Kendall Jenner. They've actually been able to enter her home. Um, And it's just really scary how these people are able to get their information, get access. And these are just young women trying to, like, live. It's so scary. It's super, super scary. I remember, I can't remember the actress's name back in like the early 90s or the late 80s who went through this here in, in Southern California. And back then, you didn't have access to everything. Now you know, based on Instagrams, based on social media, like where somebody is, what the inside of their house might look like, yeah. how to access it. I went and gave a talk in Pennsylvania, a random place in Pennsylvania, two, three years ago. And when I got there, I was excited. And I posted on my social media. And then I got a call to my bedroom, and then I got multiple calls to my bedroom in my hotel. And it was somebody who knew from my social media where I was, tracked down my hotel information, found my room number, and started calling me. And I had to talk to the hotel security, and my partner said, don't ever again post where you are when you're there. 
because people yeah. all, all over the country, all, yeah. it happened to me in Europe too. People are trying to meet up with me in Portugal. They're trying to meet up with me in Barcelona. I have fans all over the world. As That's do you. so scary. Imagine how many, they have millions and millions and millions of fans. Yeah. It's scary. It's so scary. Well, I'm happy that our girl's okay. And uh, Did you find the actress's name? Yeah, it's uh, Rebecca Schaefer. She was a uh, on a CBS comedy called My Sister Sam. Yep, yes, she My Sister Sam. in 1989. She's kind of a stalker. Murdered. That, you know, was stalking her for years. Yeah, so sad. That is literally stuff, terrifying. It's very real. They did a whole uh, special on this a couple years back. I watched it, um, like Dateline or one of those types of I'm shows. I'm never leaving my house. <laughs> I'm terrified. Uh, okay, coming up in Red Wine, Q Ryan Basham joins us on Newsom's Big Victory and what comes next. We'll discuss. That's right. We are the morning beat, Michaela Gordon. And uh, your face has, face has been beat a couple times this week. Looking gorgeous. Came into work one time. Was it this week or was it last week? You it, was la- it was fierce. last week. God, they all blend together. I know it. Listen, I don't even. I couldn't even correct you because I couldn't remember. I was like, did I come in and beat this week? <laughs> last week. Michaela has this thing where every now and then she gets her like hair and makeup done for a TV gig because, reminder, we were TV personalities at one point in our lives. We are yet again. We are again, honey. But the pandemic put it on hold for a while, so we don't really see the best of each other sometimes. We see the absolute um, bare minimum that we have to offer <laughs> the world. That's so true. <laughs> I wouldn't go out. I literally, well, this isn't Girl. true. But I wouldn't let anybody see me looking the way that I look sometimes. Yeah. Other than you and I, my partner. I Listen, I understand. I get dressed up for my dog sometimes. I hear this. It's the cutest thing in the world. The best. <sighs> Can I go home and pet my dog? Justin? No. no? We have more show to do? Hold another three hours. <sighs> okay, got it. Well, coming up this hour, we're talking... Okay, I want to stick around for this. I don't want to go home because I do want to talk to Ryan Basham for Red, White, and Q because Gavin Newsom, not not only did he survive the recall, he thrived in it, honey. And I think that this is going to turn out to be a blessing in disguise for him. And I believe that not only will he run for the governorship a second term, which he already said he will, this could uh, really help his... Uh, political aspirations beyond the governorship. And I can't think of many jobs bigger than governor of California other than maybe president of the United States someday. And this has given him new life, I think. Yes. This recall. Because, honey, he beat it down hard. He's up 30 points right now, and the final numbers are not in, and they might be a little bit lower. But there there was concern just a week or two ago that he might lose this thing. And not only did he not lose, he won in a landslide. Uh, so proud to be a Californian today. Talking to Ryan Basham in 12 minutes, so make sure you join us for that conversation. There are other things going on in the news, Michaela. What do you got? Hello. Well, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's uh, at it again. Uh, she said that fighting for transgender equality is exactly the same as what the Taliban is doing in Afghanistan. Linking an article about trans athlete Alana McLaughlin winning her first professional MMA fight, Greene said that Democrats proved they just don't care about women. Cheering on a biological man while he beats a woman is not a sport. That's exactly what the Taliban does, she tweeted. Joe Biden abandoned Americans to the Taliban terrorists who beat women and treat them like dogs. And the Democrats want to give a guy in a dress the right to beat us in our own sports and evade and invade our privacy in our bathrooms. Cheering on a biological man while he beats a woman is not a sport. Okay, uh, I'm going to say this. I will say that their messaging, her messaging is more successful than what Democrats are doing right now. And that's the problem I have. She's wrong. She's dead wrong. But to say it the way she says it gets people fired up. And it gets people passionate. And it and it, and it puts a, an image in their minds of what they think a trans woman is. And that is a man beating up a woman. And so she's doing her job for her beliefs. And it's, and it's working. 
Democrats need to come up with a better way to express the trans experience in a way that's honest and genuine and heartfelt so people understand, listen, this isn't some dude beating up a woman. Well, These are two women fighting. I mean, look, others like Green took the criticism further and accused McLaughlin of violence against women, even though both McLaughlin and Provost are women who voluntarily entered an MMA fight knowing that it would be a fight. I train with men that are stronger than me all of the time, Provost said about the fight it doesn't bother me at all we need to show that mma is an inclusive sport i think that's the message um i think that's the importance i i don't know i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know how i feel about marjorie taylor green's messaging um i need to think on it before i give my opinion no i disagree with her three thousand percent i'm just saying i understand why it gets no no no. i know you do yeah i don't know how i feel about her messaging because i did see that article and I think I did feel a type of way as a woman mm-hmm. um, looking at that experience. And I don't want to give my opinion on national LGBTQ news because I want to really sit with it and think sure. about it. Sure, adult. Um, however, Provost made it very clear that she doesn't have a problem with it. She went into the fight knowing what was happening. So Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to shut her ugly mouth. Well, and that's the thing. That's that's the thing because you're actually the the you're actually woman hating the woman who wanted the opportunity to fight this trans woman. Like, let her, and, and, and if Provost wanted to fight a man. She said she trains with men all the time. And get her butt whooped in, or win, that's also her choice. Yeah. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, once again, is still not respecting the choice of a woman, just as she doesn't with abortion rights and everything else. Everything else. She loves to talk. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 108 in La Quinta, 106 in Cathedral City, 81 in St. Louis, 72 in Cleveland, 91 in Baltimore, 79 in Atlanta, 88 in Miami, and 106 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. What you're supposed to do when you don't like a thing is change it. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. Don't complain. Amen. Get you nowhere. All right, well, coming up for Red, White, and Q, Ryan Basham joins us to talk about Newsom's big victory and what comes next. Tonight, I'm humbled, grateful, but resolved in the spirit of my political hero, Robert Kennedy, to make more gentle the life of this world. Thank you all very much, and thank you to 40 million Americans, 40 million Californians, and thank you for rejecting this recall. Ooh, honey, that was too close to call. Listen, as fun as it was to have, you know, the Terminator as our governor for a bit when I first moved to California years ago, (laughs) I didn't want to know what it was like to experience a real Republican because Loki, he's he's married to a Kennedy. He's from Hollywood. That was one I could kind of, I could stomach that. Yes. Larry Elder was a whole different type of human being and somebody who I hope we never, ever hear from again, but somebody I do want to hear from very, very much so is Ryan Basham, our political expert who's joining us right now. Ryan, how are you feeling? It looks like it was a landslide. Hi, honey. Uh, hi, good morning. I'm thrilled. I, uh, I, I'm just sitting here this morning feeling so relieved. Uh, it's it's almost like a baby version of the relief I felt when they called the, the presidential race for Biden. I mean, it would have been a disaster if Larry Elder were our governor. People would have died, uh, and so it, it's it, it feels like um, it feels like a new day in California. 
<laughs> it really does. I, I, you know, we were having this conversation yesterday and Larry Elder has made some extreme comments in regards to slavery, in regards to women's uh, rights and how he feels about women. But what we've seen from the Republican Party is exactly what happened on January 6th. And we don't know what they're capable of. Now that Larry Elder is lost, they're already saying voter fraud. What can we expect from the Republican Party now that we've got what we wanted? Well, you know, um, I was... Uh encouraged to hear Larry Elder kind of uh, talk about being gracious in defeat last night. And and uh, while, you know, the other day his campaign had accidentally pre-launched their whole campaign website page about claiming fraud in the election, it doesn't look like they're going to do that. So at least there's that. And then looking forward, um, you know, uh, Governor Newsom said last night, and I think he's absolutely right, uh, there is a version of Larry Elder that will be running in all of these races across the country. And we, I do think we can learn something from how this race unfolded, how, um, the, how the electorate that showed up and voted no on the recall matched so closely the results uh, in, you know, in November. Uh, there's a lot to be learned here. Um, and I think that it gives me hope that we can um, we have a lot more ammunition and power than we might realize against the Larry Elders of the country? Well, listen, you mentioned it just a moment ago, uh, Governor Newsom talking about Trumpism and how it's very much alive and how we're going to continue to face it. And we're going to play that audio in just a moment. Um, but I want you to contemplate uh, what a potential sort of Newsom-Trump uh, general election could look like. In four years, things can change a lot. We have the oldest president we ever had in office right now, first-term president ever. Um, I want you to keep that in the back of your mind while you listen to this from Gavin Newsom last night. Democracy is not a football. You don't throw it around. It's more like a, I don't know, antique vase. You can drop it and smash it in a million different pieces. And that's what we're capable of doing if we don't stand up to meet the moment and push back. I said this many, many times on the campaign trail. You know, we may have defeated Trump, but Trumpism is not dead in this country. I think, yeah, I think that's something we all feel. And we talked to one of our uh, equal political experts yesterday, Samuel Garrett Pate. And one of my frustrations, uh, and Ryan, and I'd love to get your take on this, is as a Democrat, it feels like who's next for us? Like who's up? Because Joe Biden is not the future of our party. He, to me, was sort of a placeholder. I trust him. He's a little little old, a little slow, but I like his heart and I like his ideas. But I don't know that he's our best option in three years or in seven years. Uh, could yesterday be a blessing in disguise for Gavin Newsom because it feels to me like it's reinvigorated his political sort of career. It's given him a little bit more political capital. Could this be a sort of a thing that launches him to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, either in 2024, 2028, or beyond? Uh, launch him into the White House? Maybe. Launch him into the race for president? Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, a few years ago, the scuttlebutt was that uh, Newsom and Kamala Harris made a deal one of them was going to run for Senate and one of them was going to run for governor and they were going to deliberately avoid running against each other. So maybe they'll do that again uh, for uh, in a presidential race, avoid running against each other, or maybe they'll take each other on. But, you know, it's so uh, we are years 
still from the next presidential election. Hey, Who knows what could happen? Tell that to Ron DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, you know, uh, uh, building yourself a, a long runway into a race is a is a horrible idea politically. If you if you want to run, you know, make a splash when you announce. So I, we won't hear from Newsom for years if he's going to run on that topic. But DeSantis and even Trump have made the mistake of, oh, I'm flirting with, you know, winking and nodding about it. That's that's a bad politic move. Well, <clears throat> Ryan Basham, we want to continue this conversation for Red, White and Q because coming up, uh, Trump accused General Mark Milley of treason. Um, and could he actually be tried? We'll discuss coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back to the Morning Beat and another segment of Red, White, and Q. As I look to the monitor, uh, some of the top gymnasts in the world, including Simone Biles and Ali Raisman, Michaela Maroney, are on Capitol Hill right now uh, in front of the Senate Judiciary about to testify in the Larry uh, Dr. Nassar uh, case. So we'll keep you updated on that. I'm sure we're going to be talking to our, our guest, Ryan Basham, about that at some point. Uh, but Ryan Basham, thank you so much for being here once again. Uh, as D- Gavin Newsom said last night, Trumpism is alive and well Take a listen. So first of all, if it is actually true, which is hard to believe, uh, that he would have called uh, China and done these things and uh, was willing to advise them of an attack or in advance of an attack, that's treason. And I would think I've had so many calls today saying that's treason. Okay, so obviously Trump is accusing General Mark Milley of treason. But is there any weight behind what he's saying? And could General Mark Milley be tried? Um, well, there's not really a lot of weight behind anything Donald Trump says, especially now that he has no power. Um, I, uh, I, you know, no, I don't think so. Here's the thing. Um, the, the military is required to carry out lawful orders, lawful orders. So two things here to, to recognize. First of all, uh, the military is explicitly required to not carry out unlawful orders. So it's not as if whatever the president says goes, no matter what it is, A. B, um, people like Millie, chiefs of staff, department heads across the government, they are in touch with their foreign counterparts all the time. The 
Secretary of State is in touch with their uh, counterparts across the globe all the time. That that's normal. So so I think people might not realize it's a matter of course for Mark Milley to be talking to his China, his counterparts in uh, at other major world powers, and it sounds like. He was genuinely afraid that an unlawful order or some or an immoral order or a a mentally unbalanced order would come down. And he wanted to provide a stopgap. And it also sounds like um, uh, China was on a knife's edge and he needed to say something to make them feel like they didn't need to be in such an aggressive posture. And so he said, don't chill out. If there's something coming, I'll let you know. Well, yeah, uh, that's this, what it sounds like. But, I really don't think, but none of that's treasonous. Unprecedented times we're living in. Also, most people don't understand the way that our government actually works. You know, there's a reason we have a secretary of state and that's such a high profile job. There's a reason that we have other members of the cabinet that have to carry out their duties. The president doesn't single handedly. More oftentimes than not, the president isn't the one dealing with international leaders on a one to one basis. They're not at all. In fact, their appointees are. Yes. And so when he's about to go speak on a a subject, a meeting that happens right before he speaks is is his lead people update him on what they've been doing on his behalf. He doesn't know all the things at the time. Which is why which is why, Mm -hmm. you know, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton at the time traveled more than any secretary of state in the history of our country. Uh, She was in meetings constantly working on Joe Biden or Joe Biden, uh, Barack Obama's agenda on an international level. In some ways, I've always viewed the secretary of state. They're more powerful to me than the vice president. And the secretary of state to me is sort of like the president abroad more often than not. Um, but that's just how I sort of wrap my brain around the whole the whole, the whole system. Uh, somebody else has come out, though. Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman has now said that uh, General Milley must resign. Take a listen. I cannot imagine a situation in which the chairman of the Joint Chiefs offers to warn an adversary of an imminent attack. If the, the senior most military officer in the United States Army or in the United States military acted without any oversight, without any accountability, I find that deeply troubling. It's doing the, the, what to me seems like the wrong thing for seemingly the right reason. Okay, so now this is a man for context who did testify against Donald Trump uh, in his first impeachment hearing. Uh, does that make this, uh, does that give it any more weight based on his own personal history with Trump? I mean, this is still a man who is serving in a Republican administration, so his worldview is probably still a bit conservative. Um, you know, not really. I think, look, the, the defense here is pretty clear. I mean, we were all worried near the, in the waning months of Trump's presidency that he was going to take us to war, cost us lives. I mean, imagine if we had a nuclear war just so he could stay in office. That's what people feared. Most most people who were rational and paying attention feared that. So I think that's a pretty should he somehow be put on trial? That's a pretty, pretty solid defense. Uh, you know, he felt he was doing what he had to do to protect us from keeping a ball before, rolling before it gets started on its roll. Uh, so I don't think this is that. I think Vinman is wrong. Uh, but having said that, um, if if Republicans would like to have some hearings about the what happened in the Trump administration, I'm sure Democrats would welcome it.
Yeah, let's let's rehash that again. I'm sure they would love to have that little little story told. It's interesting because I know back in the day, the time between election day and the inauguration used to be a lot longer, right? Like it was quite a few months. Uh, I think March, I think, was when they were actually uh, yeah. put into office. So it's like a half a year. You know, now it's about two and a half months. Um, do you think there's ever, a, a, based on what happened with Donald Trump? Would we ever reconsider that that number? Would we make it okay? You take office two weeks later or a month later, or is that just too quick? Oh, it's too quick. I, I mean, you know, the, the so there are four thousand presidentially appointed positions in the government. Um, you know, from the heads of departments on down, and um, it, it takes a lot of time to figure out who those people are going to be. Um, it takes a long time to get all those people then caught up on everything, all the minutia of the things that the government has been doing. Um, and so that so that there's a smooth transition. So I, I, if anything, they need more time. And what, in fact, one of the challenges with this transition was that the Trump administration wouldn't let the incoming Biden administration have access to anything. So they really could have screwed us. That's that same problem is part of what led to 9-11 because there was such a short uh, transition time. Hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Ryan Basham, for joining us, as always, for Red, White & Q. We'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, y'all. All right, coming up, Britney Spears fans are in a tailspin. I'm one of them because something has happened to her Instagram, and we want answers now. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. First, we do want to acknowledge that right now, um, Michaela Maroney, Simone Biles, uh, Ali Raisman, and other uh, iconic U.S. gymnasts are testifying on Capitol Hill in the Larry Nassar uh, trial. We're going to be going in-depth tomorrow, so make sure you tune into tomorrow's show to have that conversation. We're very, very aware of it. Uh, and and as just compassionate human beings, as a strong feminist, myself and Michaela, as a strong woman, um, stories like this really, really matter to us. Um, so we're not ignoring it. Uh, we're going to get all the details we can and have a conversation tomorrow about it uh, for Therapy Thursday. Yes. So if you or someone you know is a victim of any sort of uh, assault, sexual or otherwise, uh, we're here for you. We love you. Uh, and we're going to be having a very, very candid conversation tomorrow. So tune in for that. Uh, speaking of candid conversations, talk does have the power to save lives. And you can join Channel Q on this Thursday, September 23rd, for a very candid conversation at 6 p.m. It's called I'm Listening. It's a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in music and sports and insight from some of the most respected mental health professionals as we all strive to destigmatize talking about mental health. Because guess what? It's a part of our lives each and every day, and we have to be aware of it. And we have to show it respect. You're going to hear stories uh, from Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, Lizzo, and so many more. It's been a rough year. Uh, we just want you to know it's okay to not be okay. Amen. So join us September 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here on the Odyssey app. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. Download it uh, or head over to imlistening.org for more information. Michaela. What's poppin'? All right, well, Britney Spears, our pop star, pop icon, uh, who recently just got engaged, deleted her Instagram account, and people are losing their minds. But the singer is insisting it was her decision to take a little break from social media to celebrate her engagement. Uh, Fans were met with warnings that read, sorry, this page isn't available, user not found. And then uh, Britney went to Twitter and said, don't worry, folks, just taking a little break from social media to celebrate my engagement. I'll be back soon. No, no, no about this, baby. Okay, so here's the thing. So I posted this thing on Facebook yesterday. I think it was yesterday or two days ago. That's gotten quite a few reactions, right? Um, and it talks about sort of what's going on in the world right now. 
It's a meme. It says conspiracy theories thrive under times of uncertainty. You're not super woke. You're falling into a coping mechanism people use to feel in control during difficult times. So while it's absolutely possible my brain goes to it's all a conspiracy. They play on this. They're shutting her down. They're pretending like she's getting married. She's okay. She's getting out of conservatorship. It is also possible that maybe she does just want to shut it down for a minute and celebrate. Possibly. Yeah, I don't agree at all. I think it's a conspiracy. (laughs) And I don't think it's out of panic or not understanding. I think there's been so much evidence. Sure. Uh, She said it herself. You know, her father, Jamie, has decided to step from the conservatorship. And now all of a sudden, she's engaged to Sam, who I also don't trust. There's a lot of evidence backing, I think, how people would question why it's gotten shut down. You know, she's been able to take a lot of power back, a lot of control back. And the people aren't going to be making the same money that they used to make off of her. And they're not happy about it. Is it possible that her existence on social media these last few years was actually them forcing her to look okay and what she actually truly wants to do as herself now that she's free is to not do social media yeah maybe is that i'm just just trying to i'm hoping for the best i want her back yeah you know what i mean Um, but i also more importantly than getting a new album or new tour from her i want her to be happy and healthy so much that's it so much that's all we want for our girl all right well hopefully she decided decided to take a break well we're talking about this at our wedding as we like research how to throw a wedding uh one of the sort of popular things to do is like a no 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 phones like turn your phones off not allowed to bring them because people are showing all these things on tiktok of like imagine if you spent thousands of dollars on a wedding photographer and all the photos turned out like this and these beautiful oh. photos with phones sticking out into the aisles and people constantly on their social media yes. yeah so we might not be having no phones at our wedding no phones all right coming up what happens when two factions try to put on the same pride no one wins we discussed why next we're halfway there i like that i like that we're midway through the week yes um as I'm looking at our TV monitor right now, my heart is just breaking as we're seeing Ali Raisman and Michaela Maroney, Simone Biles, and others uh, testifying on Capitol Hill, um, saying basically the FBI, a bunch of men who were charged with handling this investigation, waited for a year and a half mm-hmm. to even interview them. And in that time frame, Larry Nassar abused more girls. And the FBI, not only did they not interview these women, they concealed their stories they fought really hard to shut them up. Um, Ali Raisman just said, I felt pressured by the FBI to consent to Nassar's plea deal. That's a bold, bold statement. And they've got, listen, they've got the records. They've got the receipts to back this up. And if this doesn't tell you the state of our country and the way that we view women's rights, uh, when these powerful, powerful Olympic gymnasts, gold medalists who we revere every four years I mean, listen, can't even be heard... It's disgusting. I am a woman. I'm a woman who survived sexual abuse. For many women right now, men maybe are shocked. Other people may be shocked. For many women, it's a very triggering experience. I don't even want to look up at the TV. I know the story. I lived the story. My sisters have lived the stories. Many women have been sexually abused. And many women have lost opportunities that really were so important to them because men had the power to take it away because they would not have sex with them or flirt with them or whatever. And, you know, I said this to you, and I'm not going to drag men. That's not my point. I love men. But women have such strong 
tough expectations and pressure to live by. I mean, not only were these women gymnasts, they're also forced to have periods, menstrual cycles, uh, hormones. These women also are the ones that bear children. And oftentimes they are the least protected. Men don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. And I'm just tired of women not being able to have equality and also not walk into places safely and protected. And if you're a man, you really need to like, be the change and also like and you do AJ and I mean this to you like I would like to say this also I feel very lucky to be your best friend and your co-host you're very protective over me you take care of me you listen to me I encourage more men to do that you do that with your sisters as well you do that with Lisa but like it's just not okay anymore and watching this it's sickening yeah I had the privilege of being raised by a bunch of women my grandmother my mother I was raised in a single home my mom worked in a factory third shift, so we spent the night at their grandma's house five nights a week. Um, I have sisters that I love and adore. They're my life. Our wedding party is all female. Yeah. We haven't announced them yet. I haven't actually officially asked yet, but uh, you might be there. Um, I love you. But <laughs> whether I ask you or not, uh, but it's just so heartbreaking. Maggie Nichols is another name you might not know, and the reason you don't know her name is because in 2015, when she came forward as Athlete A... When this Larry Nassar story began, when she came forward to the FBI to accuse Larry Nassar, her dreams of becoming an Olympic athlete were dashed. She never made the team. She went on to become an eight-time champion in the NCAA. She performed for Oklahoma. She competed for them. I mean, think about that. But she's an elite gymnast who was every bit as good as Michaela Maroney and Allie Raceman and all the other girls never got to live out her dream. Think about this. People don't even like to work out. You can't even get people to go to the gym. This young woman gave up everything her childhood her social she was 19 years old at the time yes to train Mm. for a goal that was taken away from her due to no fault of her own but a man who was a predator Mm -hmm. for decades disgusting for decades who was protected by the fbi after the case this is a lot it's a lot to unpack we're going to go all in on Therapy Thursdays uh, tomorrow to have this full conversation. Um, But this is breaking news happening live right now from Capitol Hill, 11, 12 a.m. Eastern time, you know, 9, 12 or 8, 12. um, That is not right. It is 11. Oh, yeah. 11, 12 Eastern, 8, 12 Pacific. Um, It's a lot. We're going to we're going to dig into it tomorrow, though, and um, have a heartfelt conversation because it deserves it. Uh, Right now, though, it is time for other news. Do we have any or should we just let's do some weather? That was uh, that was a recap on some pretty breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's going to be 106 in Palm Springs today, 102 in Vegas, 82 in Kansas City, 106 in Phoenix, 90 in Baltimore, 81 in St. Louis, 106 in La Quinta and 106 in Cathedral City. Now, give us a vibe of the day. What you're supposed to do when you don't like a thing is change it. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. Don't complain. These women on Capitol Hill are not complaining. They're changing it. They are changing changing the game right now. We stand with you, girls. All right, coming up, what happens when two factions try to put on the same pride? Nobody wins. We'll discuss why next. One thing we can all agree upon is that... We do not like gay people. This song, no way. There it is. There's the whole segment. Also, this song had nothing to do with gay people. When she created the song, had nothing to do with our community. I didn't know. Yes. She's just coming out of like re-revealing herself after like the sort of disco era. She's kind Bitch, of like that is evolving. Not true. A thousand percent true. Said who? Diana? Gay, yes. And then gay <sighs> men sort of took it over and said we're obsessed. And she like kind of went with it. 
<laughs> she was not pulling a, like a Lady Gaga born this way moment Wait, at all when what? the song came Why out. Why did no. you also go like this? And then she uh, kind of went with it. Well, the shrug that you just gave, it was just... Wait, Diana. Yeah, so I saw her perform. She got the Icon Award at, I think, the American Music Awards three or four years ago. And I was front row for it. Sorry, I worked for I'm Dick like... Clark Productions. They produced the event. And her daughter, Tracy Ellis Ross, uh, hosted hosted the awards that year. Um, also, my co-host at the time, I think, was maybe Laura Morano. And she was also, she said, I'm, I'm today years old when I realized that, that Tracy Ellis Ross is Diana Ross's daughter. Oh. I had no idea. Yeah, I knew, I've known that for a while. <laughs> yeah. But when I did find it out, I remember, like, my mind being blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, pride is something that we, you know, we grew up with. It's, it's, it's a part of our yearly routine as queer people. It's our chance to come together as a community with our allies and to celebrate our diversity and all of the beautifulness that it is, you know, that means what it means to be queer, like everything that we love about our community, right? Well, during this pandemic, it's been tricky because Pride events have sort of been all over the place. Miami Beach Pride is happening right now in Miami, and they're doing a lot of outdoor events, but not all cities have the, the climate to do pride outdoors necessarily, right? And because many of them have been pushed back to the fall. Well, some totally. parts of the country, the fall is very cold. Well, out here in Southern California, there's a little town called Whittier. Uh, not a little bit, smaller than Los Angeles. It was the uh, hometown of Richard Nixon at one point. Um, and uh, I, I hear what I did, Justin. I hear I, it was always his hometown. Not at one point, always. Um, but something is going on there that's kind of been happening across the country. So administrators in the town got an application for a pride festival for their third annual one. They just held their first one back in 2019. Huge success. 2020 pandemic, it was weird. 2021, they applied again to have their parade and they started processing the paperwork. And then days later, they got another application for the same time, the same park, the same parade for pride. And they thought, oh, this must just be a continuation. We'll file this as well. Well, they only processed the first one. Turns out these are two competing organizations okay. who are trying to duke it out to create the most successful Pride. And this is a problem. It's happened here in Los Angeles as well. Pride in recent years here has been a cluster F of a mess because our community isn't doing what we are so good at doing. That's collaborating. That's working together to lift each other up. Now... Corporations have gotten involved. There are millions of dollars being poured into pride events across the country all the time. So just like happens whenever money is involved, our community is starting to eat itself almost. Yeah. And I don't like it because nobody wins. Now they're not even going to have any pride in Whittier because these two were fighting and they said, okay, never mind. Neither of you get it. This is such a gay story. But, it, but, but, but I'm taking it seriously, but yeah. also like just two queens going at it, being like, we're throwing pride. We're throwing pride. Well, we have LA Pride. We have downtown LA Pride. We have WeHo Pride. We have Long Beach Pride. We have all these different prides. And the LA ones are crap now. Like, yeah, they're not, I was there's get, nothing spectacular. They're all very basic. Yes. Just come together as one. They're and disorganized. Give us, look, they're messy. I remember when I first moved to LA and I came to Pride 15 years ago. It was iconic. Yes. I was so proud to be gay. Mm-hmm. It was huge. It was so wonderful. There was as much diversity and visibility as there could be 15 years ago. You know, we weren't as woke as we are now. Uh, but I agree with you. Also, I, I can't keep up with what's where on what days like i'm like just make it easy for everybody and just do four long days and call it a day well there is a bit of an update so one of the groups seeking permission from whittier 
to use Central Park, their little version of Central Park, uh, for their Pride event. Uh, Since all these plans were canceled, they've now moved their date and their location. Uh, September 24th through the 26th, there will be a Pride Festival in Whittier at the Doubletree Hotel in Uptown Whittier. What's a Doubletree Hotel? (laughs) What is a Doubletree Hotel? It's it's supposed to be – Doubletree, oftentimes, they're suites. Uh, They're a little bit dated. Everything looks like the 1990s. Uh, It's owned by Hilton. Uh, They oftentimes do not update them. They're kind of like a cheesy sort of – Ah, mid-range hotel. I'm not ready for this. Hold on. I'm right. Sure so I don't know that I want to go to a hotel. And what are they going to be in a ballroom, a carpeted ballroom Stop. with like dividers and Stop. pipe and drape? Who came up with? I'm googling Double Tree. Because here's the thing. Right now, unless you're going to make this Pride event like Jeffrey Sanker's event, White Party in Palm Springs, may he rest in peace, uh, because his actual White Party is insane. Okay, wait. I got refused. But he spends money. I got reviews on Doubletree Hotels. Oh, I'm not going to say the specific one. It's not Whittier because I don't want to get in trouble. I chose this hotel due to its proximity uh, to Little Tokyo. Oh, okay. The proximity to Little Tokyo is the only upside and everything else is very disappointing. <laughs> room is very small, not clean. The room I stayed at didn't feel good. Mm. Okay. Okay, King. Mad. Oh, we got a good one. We got a good one. There was a 42-inch LCD HD TV. Upgrade to a suite for a touch of indulgence and extra space with special amenities, including a soothing whirlpool bath, sofa bed, and dining area. Wow. Is this our new segment, Michaela Reed's Reviews of Yelp Hotels? It's going to be an elevated experience for Pride in Whittier. The luxury. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a 24-hour fitness center. Whoa. Hold, slow down. Oh, a stunning wedding at Kyoto Gardens. Not in Little Tokyo. Yes, man. It's very on brand, Doubletree. And, and two ballrooms and state-of-the-art audio visual equipment. Kayla, Listen. are you actually reading the the the? This isn't the hotel that they're holding the ball at. Though. No, just no, another Doubletree. I, did, I didn't want to. No, I didn't want to get in trouble with Whittier, so I didn't want to read back. So she's dragging the Doubletree in Little is. Tokyo. I don't know where this is. Oh, you, you just in Little times. Tokyo. Wow. I see what I did there. You're so smart. You're so smart. So, <laughs> well, you know, listen. Do you know where Little Tokyo? Where is Little Tokyo? Pride. Oh it's, well, it's not in. It's not in Japan. Okay. I'll tell you that much. Do, do our li- does everybody know where Little Tokyo? Do you know the exact one I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. We all yeah, do. I've, I've driven by it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. So pull together, Pride organizations. Do better. Or don't and go to the Double Tree Hotel because they got really luxurious <laughs> amenities. Thanks, Double Tree Little Tokyo. <laughs> Welcome back to the morning beat. It's been quite a wild morning. Uh, we're watching live testimony from um, some pretty top-level female athletes, Simone Biles, Michaela Maroney, Allie Raceman, and others, and they're being addressed right now currently by Senator Amy Klobuchar. Um, Ted Cruz actually just spoke to them a moment ago, and the look on Simone Biles' face while he was talking was like, uh-uh, honey. I don't will say, look at me and call me a Texan and compare yourself to me. Yeah, I will say, though, it did bring me to tears listening to Senator Sheldon from Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. What's his last name? Sheldon Whitehouse. Yeah. He said something really profound, I think, that a, a lot of victims have struggled with. And he apologized for every adult who should have taken care of those girls no. who failed to do so. He let them down. And they did let them down. Yeah. And the FBI let them down. Yeah. And, you know... Those men, those men, those those senators and and the FBI, they have mothers, they have sisters, they have Mm -hmm. daughters who have all suffered hands of abuse. Uh, I wouldn't want that for them, but statistically they have. Mm -hmm. And it's just uh, to to silence those young women 
who are heroes, who have represented America. Yep. I mean, you know, when we talked about police officers last year during BLM, the FBI, we said, you know, this is America and, and they protect America. But those men didn't protect those American women heroes mm -hmm. representing America. Here's the problem. And, we're, and this is actually a perfect segue into our conversation right now. We're talking about new information coming out, uh, a research uh, report released by Facebook and Instagram on the negative impact of social media, specifically on young girls. Uh, and we were talking about that in just a moment, but I hear here's the issue. And it sounds to some people like DE&I, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, those things are like, oh, yeah, whatever, cool. It's like the thing we talk about now. No, it actually really, really matters. Representation really, really matters because – by and large, the people in charge of our police forces in major cities and small towns across the entire country are cis white men. By and large, the people in charge of the FBI who are leading these investigations and looking into these accusations are by and large cis white men. That's why it's important to see yourself represented across the board because then people listen what? and their stories don't get shut down. Listen, you're 100% right. And in regards to the body image <clears throat> issues, you know, just to get personal, you and I had to have a pep talk today because I, um, there's so many issues with what I'm about to say. I, uh, another girlfriend of mine who's a singer, she like lost a little bit of weight. She looks really good. And I said, what do you go, what's going on with you? And she said, oh, I actually have, uh, PC, I have I've been diagnosed with PCOS. I've been given medicine. I feel really good. Um, and symptoms from PCOS can be uh, hair loss or major bloating and uh, <clears throat> really bad cramps and menstrual cycles. And, and it could just be very harmful to a woman's body. And it can create a woman to look pregnant because there's just so much bloating things you cannot do. Now, there's women like that that are suffering from many, many, many disorders, things that they don't even know. And then you've got women that are being photoshopped. And listen, I'm guilty of Photoshop, a Photoshop who have the perfect body. And it's so dangerous. I think that we see it in gay culture as well. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really unfair to put women under this microscope. And even I fell into the trap. I was like, I think I'm going to look pregnant tomorrow. And you were like... You have a beautiful body. Like, shut up. Like, go on stage and be great. But we get women uh -huh. get into their heads. Honey, trust me, gay men do too. It's 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 this weird culture that we live in where we think that like I I, I put this pressure on myself at forty one years old to have a six pack and look like a circuit boy. Like, what? Why? Yeah. Like, I I I I I don't know that I'm happier or less happy than anybody else. It's not my business. Yeah. But I'll tell you this: I'm thrilled with my life. It's my nine year anniversary with my partner right now, and we're celebrating. You know, later today, then we're getting married this, you know, this June and we're planning that right now and I'm in a happy place. And and I can also tell you that I know some of the circuit boys maybe aren't as happy. Yeah. So maybe some of them are. I don't know. But it, it shouldn't be dictated by how you feel about your body based on expectations well, placed upon you. Because of issues like that, 6% of suicidal well, girls in America are blaming uh, these beauty filters and Facebook and Instagram for wanting to kill themselves. And you know, I, here's the thing. So I think that what's happening now is that we're reacting to, you know, live breaking news as it happens in Washington, D.C. I think this Instagram, Facebook story is super, super important. And I'd like to push this conversation to our 9 o'clock hour. We had something else planned at the top our nine that we're going to talk about that we can do a little bit later on this week, Justin. Um, and don't freak out right now, Justin. We're not going to do this conversation in one minute. Um, so I think what we do is we hold on to this Instagram and Facebook conversation. Okay. Um, and, and we have it when it's appropriate to have it. Because right now, just 
Yeah. The feeling in this room, like my heart breaks for you. My heart is breaking for all four of these young women testifying and for every young girl out there who's ever been shut down by a man. Um, and that's real. And that's real. And sometimes what's real is more important than what's scheduled. Um, and I think that we we push this conversation. We have it because I do want to have it. I think that social media is a real issue that we have to wrap our brains around and have to figure out how to do better. And this information is scary. Yeah. I mean, listen, women, uh, it, it's, a, it's a heavy time for women right now, especially coming out of that breaking news. Uh, it is heavy. It's also my reality every day and mm. every other woman's. And we don't always get to put a pause or a pin in our daily lives. You know what I'm saying? To talk about a random study that just happened to come out. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll continue to have this conversation. Uh, thank you for that, Grace. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's almost time for what's popping. But first, I do want to remind you, talk has the power to save lives, and we're ready to do some talking, honey. Join Channel Q on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. for I'm Listening. It's a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in music and sports, as well as insight from some of the most respected mental health professionals as we all strive to destigmatize talking about mental health. Can I get an amen? Amen. That's right. You're going to hear uh, personal stories from Billie Eilish, Lizzo, Doja Shakira, Justin Bieber, and so many more. This year has been a challenge to say the least. There's so much uncertainty in all of our lives, but you're not alone. It's okay to not be okay. Say that again, Michaela. It's okay not to be okay. There you go. So join us this Thursday, September 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here on the Odyssey app. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y. Head over to odyssey.com. Download the app if you don't have it. For more information, visit imlistening.org. Now, Michaela Gordon. Some uh, fabulous men are in What's Poppin'. What do you have for us? Well, first of all, I just want to say that I just saw the movie premiere of uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and I'll be seeing that immediately. Jessica Chastain, is, she looks in, I'm talking immediately. Oscar nomination. Oscar. Like, just by the transformation alone. Nom. She is incredible. A thousand percent. And also, I'm going as Tammy Faye, and Lisa's going as her husband for Halloween this year. I just decided. Yeah, she, uh, Jessica Chastain talks about, though, how all the makeup, she sat in the makeup chair for six to eight hours a day sometimes, yeah. and it, it really messed with her face. Like, it's still her pores have not recovered. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's insane. Well, I want to see it. I love it. Also, isn't your celebrity crush Jessica Chastain, or is that somebody else I know? Not me. I feel like it'd be your type, though. Or is it the yeah, other man, one? What's who's Bryce Dallas Howard? Looks like her twin. Oh, God, or yes. Amy or Amy Adams. All three of them look oh, exactly yeah. the same. Oh, wow. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's really weird. Mm-hmm. All right, well, here's what's not weird. Uh, Queer Eyes Fab Five are getting the cutest Lego makeover they deserve. I still want to talk about Tammy Faye, though. Can we just hold this story? Look, no, okay. get it over with. Okay, I think that it's exciting. Queer Eye is going to is coming to your toy store thanks to Lego. It comes out October 1st. Costs a hundred dollars. It includes detailed mini figures of each of the Fab Five guys, um, and it's super, super cute. So if you want those little Legos, adorable. Okay, I season six they got renewed by the yes, way. Yes, congratulations. Yes. Okay, Tammy Faye. Oh, I, <laughs> I love how you just want to throw Queer Eye to the side. I don't. I'm all I love for it, them, honey. but I don't have anything to say. They're turning I'm... into Legos. October 1st, $100. Go get them, honey. Anthony's hot. That's all I know about Queer Eye. Oh, Anthony dated my friend mm. for a hot minute, and they were a very hot couple. Yeah. They're not together anymore. <laughs> they weren't that hot, apparently, or they were I too guess hot. I they weren't. They combusted. They no, Tammy Faye has a whole vibe. I feel like you would have been friends with her in a previous life. Like, I forgot that I'm obsessed with Tammy Faye because she's, like, also, like, my Dolly Parton. Like, those are the women. Barbara Streisand, Tammy Faye, uh, and Dolly Parton, and Sophia Loren, and Fran Drescher. Like, if I'm not a gay man, I don't know yeah. what I am. Sorry, Barbara. Sorry, Lucille. 
Yeah, wow. I said Barbara. You didn't say Lucille. Didn't say Lucille. Okay, I met Lucille. However, Barbara was sort of like Lucille in Funny Girl. Hmm. Wow, did I just... Uh... Killed the energy on this segment. Yeah, I did. Okay. Queer Eye logo or Queer Eye, Queer Eye logos. Queer Eye Legos. $99.99. Get them in October. <laughs> All right. Coming up, uh, Facebook accidentally leaked some information. We started to have this conversation uh, off of some breaking news, but we're going to properly have it coming up next. Marjorie Taylor Greene back in the news. Michaela has that for you. News on the beat in yeah. just a moment. Really looking forward to that. Uh, but I am actually, <clears throat> excuse me, looking forward to this hour. Um, we are having a conversation and a little bit about uh, Facebook and Instagram and the impact they actually have on the mental health of 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 not everyone in particular, but all of us, but in specifically young girls in this country and around the world. These numbers are shocking. Apparently, Facebook knew about them. So did Mark Zuckerberg, but they've been hiding them. But there was a leak this week mm-hmm. and we're learning some pretty discouraging things about uh, our favorite social media apps. Not surprising, but discouraging nonetheless. Yeah. And we've got that story for you in about 15 minutes. Make sure you stick around for that. Currently, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you got? Oh, Lord. Well, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene said that fighting for transgender equality is exactly the same as what the Taliban is doing in Afghanistan. Linking an article about trans athlete Alana McLaughlin winning her first professional MMA fight, Greene said that Democrats proved they don't care about women. Uh, Cheering on a biological man while he beats a woman is not a sport. That's exactly what the Taliban does. Joe Biden abandoned, abandoned Americans. Uh, to the Taliban terrorists who beat women and treat them like dogs. And the Democrats want to give a guy an address the right to beat us in our own sports and invade our privacy in our bathrooms. She continued, cheering on a biological man while he beats a woman is not a sport. That's exactly what the Taliban does. Uh, however, what's good and what's important is, although others like Green took the criticism further and accused McLaughlin of the violence against women, Even though both McLaughlin and Provost are women who voluntarily entered an MMA fight knowing it would be a fight, Provost said, I train with men that are stronger than me all the time. It doesn't bother me at all. We need to show that MMA is an inclusive sport. She knew what she was doing. So, listen, Marjorie can say whatever she wants. Uh, I'm happy that the the cis female athlete spoke up and said, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, who are you to tell anybody, first of all, can can't compete also and then make a comparison to the taliban is just absurd and also let's just say that was not a trans female let's just say that it was a man and that female athlete still chose to compete if you're a feminist you let that woman compete yeah hello she might win she might get her butt whooped doesn't matter it's your choice yes marjorie it's your choice and she struggles understanding a woman's choice in any area of her life you're right all right, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 106 in Cathedral City, a high of 106 in La Quinta, uh, 81 in St. Louis, 72 in Cleveland, 90 in Baltimore, 106 in Phoenix, a high of 88 in Miami, and a high of 106 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. What you're supposed to do when you don't like a thing is change it. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. Don't complain. Amen, honey. Amen. All right, well, coming up uh, this hour, we're going to talk about how Facebook and Instagram is literally killing our teenage girls uh, after it was leaked uh, unintentionally coming up next. 
Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Now, we alluded to this conversation a little bit earlier, but some breaking news was happening coming out of Capitol Hill with the young women, the uh, the Olympic gymnasts, um, and others testifying in the Larry Nassar uh, trial. So we thought we'd push this conversation a bit, but we really wanted to have it because it's important. Uh, Facebook knows that Instagram is toxic for young girls. This is all based on a leaked internal research reports uh, revealing that one in three girls blamed the app for body image issues getting worse. And 6% said they wanted to kill themselves because of it. This information was not meant to be shared. It was leaked. I'm sure Facebook, who also owns Instagram, by the way, um, and they are, I believe they even own WhatsApp now. Um, this isn't information they wanted us to know, but we do. Well, listen, I am so happy we're having this conversation and on a day like today because, uh, look, I'm a woman. Uh, do I use Photoshop? Yes, I do. Uh, do I want to be body positive? Yes, I do. I, however, recently came into contact. I keep bringing this up because even if it's not for me, many women are starting to realize that they're getting this in their early 30s, which is uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And what it creates is, and it has for me as well, is unwanted facial and body hair, um, really bad cramps, your menstrual cycle is all over the place, irritability, anxiety, and unwanted bloat. And even if you eat super healthy and you work out five days a week, you can't get rid of it. And so you're dealing with women who are just having hormonal issues that don't look like Kim Kardashian mm. and then comparing themselves. Why can't they be good enough? They don't have enough answers when really Kim Kardashian and no Tino shade is photoshopped or has had the money to get the plastic surgery that she's wanted so that she can look photoshopped in real life. A thousand percent. And here's the interesting thing. This information all leaked on Tuesday, right? Um, <clears throat> There's even an internal post on Facebook within the company that said, we make body image issues worse for one in three teen girls. Even knowing that information, Mark Zuckerberg, the creator of Facebook, uh, went on to testify um, in front of Congress and said that Facebook was good for young people's mental health. Why do you say that? Parents and politicians, because it makes them money. Parents and politicians are upset right now. And, and, And also on Monday, the day before, there's a lot of bad news coming out for Facebook this week. It emerged that Facebook had a whitelist system. If you don't know what whitelisting means, it's, it's a very exclusive sort of way of separating certain people from everybody else. I've been whitelisted by companies before, by Samsung, and that means – so for me, that meant they give me a free phone and free service for a year, and I'm whitelisted. I'm part of their elite customers, but I don't pay for a thing, and I get to use their stuff. And then people see me use it, and the, and the idea is that I influence other people to also use their, their company, right? Well, they have a system called XCheck which apparently absolves famous people or chosen users, people who have some sort of status, from having to follow its community guidelines or rules. This opens up a whole can Mm. of worms because if you're going to shut down Donald Trump, and I can't believe I'm saying this, if you're going to choose to shut down Donald Trump, but you're going to absolve your chosen people from having any sort of repercussions for the things they're posting on social media, things that we're all held accountable to, guidelines that we are all held accountable to, you're setting yourself up for a lot of legal problems. Yeah. Um, and all of this, all of this is just problematic for social media. It's I, I, I love it. There's some good to it. But it's so detrimental to our mental health, and we all know that. Yet we still <clears throat> we still go back. Listen, honey, I, th- I think I can do it all. I can sing. I can dance. I'm funny. I come off very confident. I have it all on my social media, blah, blah, blah. I'm still insecure when I see other women's... Uh, 
bodies, and I don't even necessarily mean to be. Sometimes I, it's not even jealous. It's like comp- I start to compare. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Okay, so one of your favorite people that you follow on social media, well, some, one of your favorite celebrities is Lizzo. Yeah. Body positivity all day long. Right. You think you eat a bagel and you have a little bump and you get insecure. You love her and you celebrate her. And also, what is the girl's name? Average fashion blogger? Oh, obsessed with her. What do you love about her? Because she's a round, average, basic girl and she celebrates it. What I do you mean, love listen, about her? What I love about her is she's hysterical. She's one of the funniest people I've ever followed in my mm-hmm. life. And I love following her. Um, and with Lizzo, I love her confidence in her body and her body positivity. I think that for me... It's different. What I want for others isn't always what I want for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's just based off of, you know, poor ideals I was taught when I was younger. My mother was very anorexic and she called me fat growing up. Yep. So that I My had fiance's issues. mom always called him skinny. Yeah. He has body dysmorphia and he's got an eight pack and thinks he's yeah. skinny. Now listen, I hear you. I'm curvy. But that can also, you know, being curvy also when I was younger was not cool. Like, J-Lo wasn't a rat. Like, the girls I knew were very tall and very skinny. I'm very short and I'm curvy. And so, although I'm working on this, you know, every day, I'm just saying at 33 years old, I understand exactly where women come from when we start to compare. And I seemingly have it all, you know. And not not it, not that I don't, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you this would think leak, I'm like... This leak also revealed some other things about social media in general, about uh, those who are on Facebook and Instagram. And these numbers, listen along. If you can relate to any of them, give us a snap or send us a DM on, on We Are Channel Q's Instagram. 41% of those in the United States who are on these social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram, uh, feel not attractive because of it. 32% feel like they don't have enough friends because of social media. Ugh. 42% feel like they don't have enough money because of social media. Not attractive, don't have enough friends, don't have enough money. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've had a very successful career in television and in radio. I'm a published author. I'm a successful speaker. I'm getting engaged to a man I'm celebrating my nine-year anniversary with today. It's also the three-year anniversary of my book coming out. I've had, a, I've had quite a career. I can relate to all three of those issues. Not feeling Currently. like I have enough right today. Today, like th- I don't this have enough isn't money. you my, two years ago. My therapist talks to me about this all the time. She goes, AJ, you, you think your value is in how much money you have in your bank account and how you look and how many people are surrounded. Do you want a bunch of friends? And I said, eh, not really. I want a few really close ones. Yeah. Which I have. Yeah. But yet, I look on social media and that fear of missing out, that FOMO kicks in. So warped And you mind. think that you don't have enough. It's 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 sad as, as opposed to focusing on the fact that I am employed and I'm paying for a very fancy, exciting wedding next year and I've got the money to do it. Yeah. But instead of that, I focus on, well, but I don't have the money to buy a yacht (laughs) or whatever the other thing, the aspirational thing is. I mean, listen, there's no advice. There's nothing to be said. I just hope that this conversation, uh, you know, resonates with somebody listening uh, and that you know that we feel you. And so do so many Young women and young men. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up in Red, White, and Q, Newsom's win uh, is a big deal for the recall, but where do we go from there? Coming up next. Tell me something good. Let's do it, Michaela. Let's tell our listeners something good. We're going to start off with some sports because Amen. I know you love sports. I love sports. Talking about the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins, but they realized after decades and decades that that's racist, so they changed it. They're currently called the Washington football team because they can't come up with a better name just yet. However, they are going to do something pretty cool. They're going to host a Pride Night versus the Giants, the New York Giants. 
uh, and this will mark the the Washington football team's first divisional game of the season. Uh, it's a rivalry game, also another landmark for the franchise because uh, welcoming the LGBTQ community on this official Pride Night. It's not doesn't happen very often in the NFL, and it's the very first time they've ever done it. Uh, the Detroit Lions did something similar in 2019. And uh, this all comes on the heels of Las Vegas Raiders uh, defensive end Carl Nassib announcing himself as the league's first openly gay active player, which was a huge milestone, of course. Uh, so this is really cool. This is really fantastic. Very that cool. more That more, you know, the NFL is a little bit behind the times with this. I, uh, I went to an LAFC game a few years ago, the soccer team, one of the two soccer teams out here that your friend uh, Kimberly Caldwell's husband plays for, uh, Jordan mm. uh, Harvey. And they had a Pride Night that was unbelievably fun. Yes. It was just the coolest thing to see an entire stadium packed with sports fans going nuts, doing the chants, wearing the jerseys, and seeing rainbow flags attached to it. Absolutely. Pretty cool. Pretty cool cool. stuff. So listen, better late than never, uh, but do better, people. NFL needs to get on board. Amen. We're here. We're queer. Get used and, to and it. And sometimes we like sports. Also, I guarantee you, I'm going to get us to the Raiders game, and I'm singing the national anthem. Make Just it happen. Putting it out there and making it happen. Say it. And Dodgers also. At the same the same night. Yeah, I'm booked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this story is amazing in every singer's dream. A plumber lands a record deal uh, after a music mogul heard him singing on the job. This is Kate Crazy Casey. Kev. Crane from England was offered a record deal after spending six weeks working on three bathrooms at the home of Paul Connealy, owner of New Reality Records. Connealy said he noticed his plumber had a good voice as he sang along to the radio as he worked. He sings along to the radio all day as he tiles and plums in the bathroom. I told him he had a good voice and he mentioned he'd been writing and recording songs in his home studio. How iconic. Take a listen. We've got audio. The album Why Can't I Be You has since been released by New Reality Records. Dude. That guy's a, that guy's a plumber? Yeah. He's awesome. But also, play Honey right now. Play my song right now. And play it every day until Paul McConnelly calls me. Can you... Can so, How does the plumber get a, rea- get a record deal, honey? Play Honey for the rest of your life. This is amazing. This is amazing. He's six. He's forty nine years old. That's just a dream. I'm so happy for him. Good job, buddy. Well, you remember Harrison Ford back in the day? He'd done some acting. He'd worked with uh, with George Lucas before. But the reason he got hired to play Han Solo in the Star Wars films that yeah. really launched him into like the stratosphere, yeah, is because he'd been hired as a carpenter by George Lucas at one point, um, and he decided to give him a chance at the role. Because he just got to know him when he was working on a door for him door. As, as a carpenter. And the guy became Harrison Ford. What? Carpenter. Carpenters and plumbers. That's crazy. I, I need to get a, a little side hustle. Yeah, you do. So Anything do I. in here need fixed? I can work on something. Okay, shut up. I cannot stand you. That microphone looks uh, broken. 
I'm going <laughs> to fix is. it and fix I'm going to become a star. All right, listen, this Tell Me Something Good is brought to you by McDonald's. What better time than for a sweet treat thanks to our uh, pumpkin spice latte. $2 prices may vary. It'll just warm up your little heart. Uh, we have a great show for you tomorrow. Uh, we're talking therapy that... Are you fixing something? Wait, I'm playing. I'm, I'm fixing the microphone. Stop. Be quiet. It's I was me doing now. Construction. This is my Christmas song. Oh, this is early. Yes. No, Paul. Paul. McNeilin. Oh, yeah. Do you want to hear a star? Here's one. Pa- ah. Let it get to the chorus, Justin. Happened to throw together a Christmas song. Why'd you play you? the worst part of the song, Justin? I'm never going to get a record deal with you playing from the. Not the whisper. There it is. You played the whisper count for my record deal opportunity. There's no bad part to the song. One, two, that's what you thought was going to get me the record deal? Really? Great rest of your day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.